Hello and welcome to Business, Barbells and Babies. This is the podcast where we will go far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Ro Hawley and I'm going to be sharing this time with you. We're going to be jumping into the real life shit, the struggles, the challenges, the real conversations that we need to have in order to not only navigate through the industry, but thrive and make a fucking killing. Let's have some fun. Episode 27, how I make tough business decisions. Oh my golly, how freaking timely is this? So um, it's Friday here in Melbourne, Australia, um, and literally Wednesday, so almost two days ago now, um, we got the news about our second lockdown. Um, So I wanted to record this podcast while I'm literally in the thick of it. Um, because I think it will help a lot of business owners and a lot of coaches as we navigate what the second Rona coaster looks like. Oh my golly. So Wednesday, um, we received news here in Melbourne at like 3.15 that we were going into lockdown again and lockdown would be that night at 11.59 PM. So um, I had to make a, a shit ton lot of decisions in a really short amount of time. And you like get my ass into gear to basically get what I needed to get done within that period before the actual lockdown happened. Um, And I want to just kind of discuss with you and share some thoughts on how I make tough business decisions, um, because I know that this is one of the biggest skill sets that I have that allows me to make the pivots and navigate the obstacles and challenges as they come because I feel like I make really solid decisions based on um, a methodology that I follow and a lens that I choose to live and run a business by. So I'm going to discuss that with you today. Um, So it's Friday and I've been go, go, go for almost two days now with a bit of sleep scattered in between. Um, so I'm really fucking tired. So you can probably hear it in my voice. Actually, I ve- I feel very um, I feel very heavy today, um, in the sense that like the logistics have now fully been done. Um, the last kind of instructions have been given to my team, and everyone's like everything's organized. So now that that's kind of done, um, I feel like my adrenaline and my go, go, go has now, you know, it'll dissipate a bit now, which is naturally what happens after you've had a a big kind of period of hustle. Um, And now I just feel really fucking physically tired. Um, Mentally, my brain is quite mushy. So if if I go into rambles more than usual, um, it's because I am, yeah, I am um, feeling like my capacity has gone, but I really wanted to record this now, regardless of how I was articulating myself, because, you know, I want to show you guys who are listening to this podcast and who, who follow me and, and, you know, love to connect with me that, you know what, like, I'm going to record this regardless of things are perfect or um, the right things to say, because this is the reality of running a business. So anyway, that was a very big introduction. Um, let's kind of jump into it. So there's two steps, um, that I do basically when I make any fucking tough business decision, the first thing that I always, always do, and this is whether this is a small decision or a big decision, um, the lens in which I choose to operate a business is the human lens. Um, and you've probably heard me talk about this before. What, what the human lens means is that we work in an industry that we, 
get the luxury and we have the privilege of working with human beings, personal training, coaching. It is human beings interacting and human beings engaging together. So that is always my lens. So step one, when I'm making tough business decisions is I literally stop. I take a massive fucking breath. I usually grab a journal, a pen, and I just start scribbling. First thing I say to myself and that I jump into for a line of inquiry is what the fuck do my ladies need right now? And that's where I start. So I don't, when I'm making a decision, um, you know what it's like when you're trying to make a decision, right? There's often like a lot of thoughts going on and sometimes it can be like, oh my God, where the fuck do I start? Uh, and you can kind of get like overwhelmed and stressed out. Um, I'm, I'm the same, um, especially when we had such a short period of time in which to make this pivot. Um, yeah, I, I was the same. So what I do is I start with a really big un- umbrella question. Um, and this is always, always where I go. So I always encourage people when they're needing to start doing some journaling or some thinking, um, what I say to myself, and this is a Martini quote, John Martini, is start with what you know and the rest will flow. So grab yourself a pen and paper and I'd literally write down on the top, what do my ladies need? What does my community need right now? And what this does is this puts me into my ladies' shoes. Um, This, you know, this is really encouraging me to go stop. There's all these things that need to be done, but let's put yourself in their body, in their brain, and let's just take a moment and take a breath to think about how they might be feeling. What are they feeling right now? What are the thoughts that are potentially going through their head? What do they need from me, the business owner, me, the leader? What do they need right now with the current context? So um, it might be obviously a specific situation. It might be a period of time. Whatever is going on, get into the heads of your clients. What do my ladies need? What do my community need? And I mean, I, well, what I'll actually do is I'll just go through the thought pattern of what I did on Wednesday as well, because um, that might kind of help about how these um, how these steps obviously translate to a real life example. So when I was thinking about the obviously the context in which I have the situation and, and experience of what the hell is going on, three fifteen I was just finishing up benching and I was looking at my girls on the wall. We've got photos of them all up on our wall in the gym, and I was like, okay, fuck me, like what the fuck am I gonna do? Um, and of course, like the easier option and the first option that could be there is just to revert back to what we had the first time because obviously we've done it before, but. When I was answering myself, asking that question and answering it, what do my ladies need? What does my community need? It's different this time. So as I was brainstorming, I was just doing this in my head. I wasn't doing it on paper this time. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, I was going, okay, what do they need? Now, they need to have something right now that has no expectations. They need to have support. They need to have empathy They need to have something for themselves over the next six weeks that will still encourage them to keep moving because training for us is more than training. Training is fucking, it's essential. It is an outlet. It is a mental reprieve from the fuckery of living in the world at times. So what they need is for one, they still needed to train. Okay. They still needed to train. Not training is not an option for us. Um, But this time around, the feelings in our community 
um, from the last time, like everyone's still really like everyone's just feeling all sorts. We were locked down for 13 weeks the first time and we had been back in the gym for this was the third week. So we we're two and a half weeks back and we we were not back to normal. Um, we were still feeling the, the stress. We're still feeling the overwhelm, the uncertainty, the deep tiredness. And that's what I was thinking when I was, uh, you know, figuring out what to do next. And when I was going, well, what do they need? They need to have those feelings respected and considered in the second pivot that we do that was the first thing that came to my head is they don't need the same as the first time they need to have training but they need to have a different level of um not freedom but a different level of like fluidity with the second round of of lockdown um so the first time we did lockdown we basically transformed all of our programs online so we have three different programs and they in effect, like replicated online. Um, and this time around, I was like, okay, I could still do that, but I'm not sure if that's going to be the best idea. I want to give them even more fluidity. So I actually decide from from this thought pattern to, to create something completely new. But I digress. So first thing is, what do my girls need? What does my community need? So the girls need to have fluidity because they're all feeling really different. Compared to the first time, there is much more a disparity between feelings right now um, because like people in their jobs, people at home, um, people with people that are still sick, like there was just, there's just so much disparity. So I needed, I knew I needed to take that into account. Um, a community as a whole, I knew that my community, like regardless of what we do, we needed to band together still because this is, this is, this is how BBB works. Um, and our community still needed to have, oh my gosh, so much support together. Um, and I also knew that our community needed each other more. So what that would lead me then to make a decision about is I needed to have, I believed, more community-driven things online. So not necessarily just training, but more capacity for our girls to connect that's just like, hi, how are you as a person and not always in the context of training. So that was another lens that came up when I asked myself that questions of, of what do the girls need and what does the community need? Um, when, when I'm in the step one, so when I'm starting with what I know and the rest will flow, the other question I ask myself is what is best for the staff? So it's always what's best for the girls, what's best for the community and what's best for the staff. That's how I run my business over and over again. And this, when I was answering this question, um, what is best for the staff? This was probably one of the, um, a really big thing that was going on as well. So first time round, um, like I said, we basically flipped our whole model online and unlike a lot of businesses, um, we were, I mean, no, that's, that's not the right way to start it. Um, like a lot of businesses, everyone was working more. There was a lot more things to do, um, Normal tasks that we would do were more time consuming, more mentally draining. Um, there was a lot more of things to do given that we couldn't see people. I mean, obviously when you're on Zoom and doing things online, like you can still see them, but it's just not the same. And there's a lot of extra communication that went down in the first 13 weeks of our lockdown. So when I was thinking about, well, what do my staff need? This was an, an also a big driver in the decisions that I was doing. Um, now the first 13 weeks, my, my team, oh my gosh, they, they just, they crushed it. 
um, they gave absolutely everything to our community during that time. They were the support people for our community of 80. And if you can imagine, obviously, like living through a pandemic, as we've all done, um, to be the support person for other people that are also feeling feelings is extremely draining. And it is something that we all wanted to do. And we knew that there was it's not an option to say no for us because this is genuinely what we love, but it does come at a cost. It is a lot of, of mental load. And so we were back into the gym for two and a half weeks, but like for us, we haven't had time to breathe and take a downtime. Um, we've actually been working more. My staff's hours have increased. The work has increased. Um, our business has grown during this time. Like it's been a lot of things. So a big consideration for me was like, fuck, how are my staff feeling? And we're only like just starting to breathe now, two and a half weeks in. Um, and then this comes again. So it was a big like <sighs> breath of like, fuck, here we go again. And I knew that the new programs that we were going to offer for our ladies had to take into account the mental load for my team. Um, and yeah, that was, that was such a big, a big, big lens in which I was considering this time around as well. Um, I said, I also had a new staff member start during this time. Um, and that was one of the hardest things to really navigate during a lockdown was welcoming a new coach on. And she's done such an amazing job and it's really been like the link of our business that, uh, you know, we didn't really realize we were missing, but it's really rounded us off so nicely. But it has been a, a toll of the extra challenge for our team. Um, so that was the other lens is what does my staff need? And so when I asked those questions, myself, those questions, I came up with some pretty solid points to write down and consider that my girls had lots of different energy changes. Um, they needed to have fluidity. My community still needed a lot of support, but we also needed support in that friend way as well. And not just coach to client relationship and my staff are tired and they needed to have considerations to take into account their mental load as well. Because if my staff are feeling a mental load too high, we, we are not going to be in a position to serve anyone. So those are the answers that I came up with the first, um, first line of inquiry with those questions. And that's how I make decisions first up is that step one of the decision-making process is the human lens, get it out, write it out, put it in your brain, do whatever you need to do, but be really fucking clear and look at the people. Like I'm literally recording this on my desk at home and I've got one of the photos that I have at HQ of my girls, um, the most recent group photo that we had from a lifting party. And like whenever I'm making decisions, they are literally looking at me. They're all fucking like... They're, they're poking their tongues at me and doing some really weird shit and I fucking love it. But because they're, they're right there, I like just look at them. I'm like, what does, what does Laura need? What does Erica need? What does Carla need? What does fucking Louise with her tongue staring at me? What do they need? And I can never go wrong with decisions that I make when I put them um, first. And you can obviously hear, cause I'm looking at them. Um, you can hear that it makes me um, not sad. Like this is not sad tears. This is just um, like overwhelming love for them. So um, yeah, when you when you put them at the, the front of your mind, you can't fucking go wrong. I'm going to move that photo actually because it's going to make me sad. All right. 
okay, they're just sitting on the ground now. So yeah, like, holy shit. That's, it's just so powerful when you put yourself, um, in their shoes. Like if you literally think about them, cause there's just so much like noise that goes on in this industry, right? Like you see different gyms, you see different coaches, everyone's doing their own thing and it's really easy to get overwhelmed and go, shit, maybe I should do that as well. But if you just fucking drown out the noise, literally either look at a photo or picture your girls in your head, how can you fucking go wrong? You cannot go wrong when you put your clients in your mind. And I know that I'm so good at making decisions for my clients and my community because that's what I'm thinking about. So I encourage you to think about your tough decision making in that way. Step into your client's shoes, put a photo up, have a look at their beautiful fucking faces. So step two. Um, Now, this is uh, like a framework that I learned from Brene Brown um, last year, I, I'm pretty sure it was last year. So last year she came to Melbourne and she did a live event. Um, and like prior to that, like I'd read obviously all of her books and massive, like massive fucking, um, fan of her work and, and the messages she spreads and, and teaches us. And when I went to the live event, she actually talked about a concept that I hadn't heard in, um, like I hadn't read before. And it was something that she called her five C's. And the five C's is something that when I heard this framework, I was like, holy shit, that's really easy to understand. And it just makes fucking sense. So I'll explain the the concept of the five C's and what it is. Um, and then I'll kind of just go through that example of how I've taken the five C's to make my decision on what we do, we, what we did two days ago. So um, the five C's is a framework in um in which she says that she uses to navigate decisions with her team. So the five C's are number one, color, as in what is the problem, what is the the current thing that you're facing. So color is number one. Number two is context, so the why. Number three is connective tissue, what it's connected to. Number four is cost of doing it. And number five is consequence of not doing it. So with these five C's, you don't necessarily have to work in order, um, but it's important to consider the problem, situation, experience, whatever is in front of you from these different avenues or angles, um, these different five C's. So color if we kind of work through these and they'll kind of like stem onto the next one and we might look back a little bit but that's that's fucking cool so color what is what is it what is what is going on so the color let's paint the picture is basically a way that she's explained it so paint the picture with what is going on so painting color towards the fucking climate um wednesday we're getting locked down within fucking however many hours. However, your gym closes at 8.30 p.m. row. You've got a couple of hours to make some immediate decisions because you can either, I mean, we've got to get some things out of this gym. We've got equipment to look at if we want to do that. Um, the color is that we've been given six weeks this time. But also the color is that really you don't know if it's going to be six weeks um, painting the picture a little more. The girls have been back in the gym for two and a half weeks. We are just learning to to human again. Everyone's starting to get some good energy back. Um, plans have been set for a lot of goals. Everyone is starting to feel like a little bit of more normality. 
um, because there was still a lot of restrictions with work for people, but we, the gym, were open and we were like the normality for a lot of people in their lives. So that was kind of the the colour and painting the picture of what was going on. Um, the painting the picture as we were all back running our own sessions as per normal. We had a, an amazing return to our ladies. Um, we had actually like, oh, how many new ladies? I think we had about six clients that started with us in the first two weeks. Um, that was basically what was going on. And to further on with that, what was, well, the, the problem you're faced now is what are you going to fucking do this time round? So context C number two, the why the context was that we had a decision to make, obviously about a pivot that we might do for the first six weeks, for the next six weeks. The context is that everyone's feeling, the pinch of Rona, everyone's, you know, really tired from the last four months of living. The context is that we've got six weeks. The context is that, um, you know, energies are different. Some are really, like, really, really tired. Some are just pissed off with the world. Some are actually really, like, fine with the second lockdown because they expected it to come. Um Context is the why that training is an essential for us. It is not an option to not train um, because training is it's our mental reprieve. It's our support. It's our community. It's our fucking everything. Um, so the context and the why is that, you know, whatever I choose to do, it's not going to be to leave them and to leave my ladies. That's not an option. Um, connective tissue, C number three. Connective tissue is what is it connected to? Well, it's connected to the whole ethos of BBB. So the decision which you're making is connected to um, everything that you stand for, Rory, and everything that BBB stands for. So it's not just what training decision do I make. It's connected to the energy, the support, the love that our community has and the the culture and the vibe that we've created as a business. So the connective tissue is not just six weeks, it's the next six months, it's the next however many years of who you stand for as a business owner and who you stand what you stand for as a business. So there's there was a lot of things connected to it. Um but it always came back to to like our our ethos as a community. Um, what else in this sees? What else did I look at for connective tissue? What it's connected to? Um, it was also connected to obviously the mental well-being of my staff, the mental well-being of myself, of my family, of every individual girl that trains with us. Um, you know, I know every single girl that's in my gym. I know what their goals are. Even though I don't personally train them anymore, I know which coach is with which client. I know all of these things, and they are individual people that have considerations. So um, connective tissue is that every single person needs to have uh, an option that fits well for them as well. Um, now, C number four and C number five is cost of doing it and consequence of not doing it. Now, when I was kind of thinking about these two points, um, there was, I was like basically in my head. So I'm just like, I'll just kind of explain to you um, the different kind of options that I came up with. So whenever I'm making a decision as well, um, I like to come up with like different options. And I always call it when I'm talking with the girls, um, the coaches, different options on a platter. So basically my job as a coach, right, is to go, here's the platter. 
there's five different options on the platter and you can choose whatever you want to eat. As long as you know the choice you're making, you consider the consequences of it, you consider what it looks like, and then you make the decision. It is my job as a coach to offer options and then help a client make the decision and stand by her when she makes that decision. It's the same when I was making the final decisions of what I'm going to do. So cost of doing it and consequence of not doing it, I was like, all right, let's place some like meals on a platter. Um, And that's what I did. So first option on the platter was do nothing in terms of money. So I knew that um, regardless of what we do, I was always going to be being provide to provide some sort of training for our ladies and some sort of support. Um, And one of the options on the platter was don't charge them anything. So that was that was one option. Um, and it was, it was not necessarily ever going to be the option because I think it's also really important for when you've got a service for both parties to be invested. I think it's important for clients to invest money because it actually puts some skin in the game and it does show that they are invested in what's going on. Um, example I'll use is like, have you ever bought something or been given something free? And because it's free, sometimes you don't actually have the same level of investment because you don't have any skin in the game. You haven't actually paid your own money for it so when it came to some sort of training option it's not that I wasn't going to charge anything it's just I wanted to see what our financial position was like so first option was um let's not charge anything and let's sustain the business with our cash cushion so that was one thing um second option on the platter was literally do the same thing that we did the first time that was the second option um and then the third option was okay maybe we can create a whole nother service Um, a whole nother product and just have one for everyone. And then the last option on the platter was, I think we should still have a couple of options. So when I was weighing up these different, these four different things, I was thinking about the cost of it. So obviously the financial cost, the mental load cost, the time investment. Um, I was also looking at the consequences on the business and also the consequences on my team. And when I was weighing up those things with those four different options, I came up and I chose the third option that I discussed, which, no, sorry, the fourth option, which was having two different training options as opposed to three of what we did last time. Um, And yeah, by weighing up the cost of doing it and the consequence of not doing it, I felt really clear in making that decision and choosing that option. Um, So I decided that our clients still needed to have training Um, still needed to have support more than ever, but they did need to have an option that had more fluidity. Um, I didn't think that it would be appropriate on my team to go ahead and get them to do a whole, like so much programming this time around, because that was really hard last time around with the limited equipment. Um, So what we decided to do was have one group training program and then one personalized performance, which is our one-on-one work, which is what we do anyway. Um, And when I looked at that option, I was like, okay, um, are the groups too big? Does it deter from our normal products too much? What's the the positives and negatives of it? Um, And I had one iteration of having X amount of people in it, and then I cut it down. And there was just like a few iterations of that specific um, option that I chose. So you can see that by going through those five C's, I was able to paint the color of the problem. I was able to paint the context of what was going on with respect to my clients. I was able to, you know, describe the connective tissue, what it was connected to. um, And I was able to kind of brainstorm and think about the cost of doing it, 
on multiple areas and also the consequence of not doing it. Um, and like number five, the consequence of not doing it, it was always like, it's really easy. Consequence of not doing anything is letting my community down and backing and, and like not being there for them on one of the hardest times of their life. So the consequence of not doing it is that I would not be stepping up when it's tough. And I believe that when it comes to coaching and being a business owner, you have to ride the highs with the lows and this is a bit of a low, um, but there's going to be many highs that come from it. But if I'm not prepared to step into that low and like hustle my ass to get this sorted, then who am I to say that I'm a leader of my community? And that's just not an option for me. So the consequence of not doing it is huge. I'm not going to let I'm not going to allow 80 women and let them be on their own. Like, no, you know, I've said in an email that I sent out to the ladies, like, we don't leave any babes behind. And I'm fucking serious about that because this is shit. And I know that I, me and my team together, we are really fucking strong. And as it, like, we can't do it individually. I can't do it individually. That's for fucking sure. But together as a team, we are a force that can help pull people and get them through this hard time. And typically when we're coaching, um, I always talk about the role of a coach as being alongside your client. So uh, there was an episode that I talked about this. Um, that your job as a coach is not to pull your clients through. It's your job as coaches to stand next to them, show them the way, lay out the procedure, lay out the plan, and they have to be the one to drive their goals. But in this fucking context, there are people that need to be pulled. And I am well aware of that. And I feel like I'm in a really good position that I have the capacity to help pull people when they most fucking need it, when they're stuck in like quicksand. Yeah. And of course, I'm not going to keep pulling, pulling, pulling and like, wasting my time and energy and absolutely killing myself when others don't want to engage. But our ladies are not like that. Our ladies still want to try and get out of that quicksand. They just need more help to pull themselves out during this time. And I know that our team together, we are that rope that someone can ha- like hold on to. And we are the fucking anchor at the end of that rope and we can pull people out. So the consequence of not doing it is not even an option because the, the, the backlash or the repercussions or the consequences of this time of COVID, it's truly gonna, it's it's truly gonna affect people's mental health in in the long term. I believe there's been a lot of trauma that everyone has lived over this time, um, myself included, and. I, it's not just like once this is all over that we're going to go back to normal. Like this is going to be a time in our lives that we remember. It's sure as shit going to be a time in running a business that I'm not going to forget. And, you know, if we can do it, we will. Um, and that, that's what we're doing. And people do say to me, you know, make sure you put your oxygen mask on first, make sure you don't burn yourself too much. And I fucking get it. And I appreciate the sentiment so much, but fuck me. Like I'm fucking strong. And I know I am. And that's because of so much time and money and years and just work that I've invested into myself, but I've done it and like fucking hindsight, you know, we always know. And I always think that we, we do things in preparation for what's coming in the future. And I've, I just feel very privileged that the work that I've done on myself, that's impacted my business and my staff and my community. I'm very grateful that I now get to like use it right and I get to 
I get to put all, all the things that I've learned into practice. So yeah, I'm tired today. Um, and yeah, my energy is pretty low. Um, but I don't, I don't feel like I'm stressed out or overwhelmed. Um, you know, I definitely have fucking tears. Um, I put a video up on that Wednesday night. Um, it was like 8 PM just as we were closing and it was like to the girls in in our Facebook chat and I was fucking crying. (laughs) It was a hot mess, but like, even when I have tears, like, I think it's important to let the tears out. And I know because I do let my emotions out on a regular basis, like, and I don't feel like I have to hide them, like, to whatever. Emotions are emotions. Um, it doesn't mean I'm any less stronger. It's not a weakness at all. It's it's just part of being a human being. Um, and I know that, hey, I've got this gift and I've got this fire inside me and I have the, the skill set to and resources to be able to make these decisions and pull people through this time. So I'm gonna do that. Um, and I'm I'm really good at managing my energy most of the time. So um, I'm on now. It's like twelve forty five on a Friday, um, and I'm almost done for the day. Um, and I'm really much looking forward to sitting down on the couch tonight and eating a burger and watching Gogglebox and being like, "Fuck, okay, cool, we got through it, we did it," and. And I do know that people do look to me to help them through this time. And I, I used to find it like a really big um, weight on my shoulder. And at times, yeah, I still do. But the overwhelming sense is that I don't feel that as a, as a person as a whole anymore um, because I've really embraced that I am the leader and I am an inspiration to a lot of people. And I don't feel a dick for saying that. And I don't feel like it's an ego-driven thing. I think it's just it's a part of my psyche and it's a part of my personality now. So I'm just going to keep, keep, you know, using the skill sets that I have, um, keep empowering my team to be able to then help our individual clients navigate. And then, you know, all of us combined, this is why we are fucking BBB and we are, we are unstoppable. So, um, I hope that gave you something to think about. Um, I hope it all made sense. Um, I guess the takeaways with this one is that there's two major steps that I utilize and I encourage you to think about when you're making tough business decisions. Step one, what is best for your clients? What is best for your community? What is best for your staff? What is best for you if you are your staff? And then step two, look at your five C's. So color as in what, what is the problem? Context, the why connective tissue, what it is all connected to, the cost of doing it and the consequence of not doing it. Come from all of these different avenues, put your clients in the forefront of everything that you're fucking doing and you will never ever make a wrong decision. And even if it does go fucking ass up and something, a decision that you make is not right, yeah, it might be a wrong decision, but it's you won't feel guilty. You won't feel like it's the wrong thing because it's just a it's not a failure. It's just a fucking fall down. You know, it's never going to be like, if you think about your clients, you don't feel like you're fucking up because how can you fuck up when you just genuinely try and you put them in the forefront of your mind? So I hope that helps and I'll leave you with that. And I will talk to you all in a week's time. Bye. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you got some good stuff out of this episode and you're ready to take the learnings and apply it to your own business. If you want to get in contact with me, send me a message through Instagram or send me an email, Rasheen H on Instagram or Rasheen at barbellbabesbrigade.com.au. Speak with you soon. Okay, bye.